time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. This is the Retirement Roadmap, the podcast that helps you better understand the financial world and how you can better prepare for retirement. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Glenn Mosseller, the registered financial consultant and founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. And on today's podcast, we're addressing some of the top myths that we see happen all the time or that people believe about Social Security. So I'll give you the myth. Glenn, you tell us why that's become a myth, why it's uh, detrimental to believe that, and where you try to instruct people to go from here once they've kind of figured out, okay, this is a myth about Social Security. How does this change the picture? Uh, First myth is that, you know, there's a perfect time to start collecting Social Security. Uh, there really isn't. It's different for everybody. Well, you, you're you're so right, Walter. I mean, I will get those kind of questions. You know, a lot of times we'll do Social Security workshops or have those conversations, and 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 folks will you know they'll ask me and they say, well, when's the best time to take Social Security? And my answer is almost always is it depends, right? I mean, it truly does depend on your particular situation. Because, you know, we have to factor in a lot of a lot of things there. You know, number one, you know, how long are you going to work? Right. And, and you know, are, and, and when are you, you know, when are you planning to actually retire? You know, are you married? Were you married in the past? You know, were you know, how long were you married for? You know, if you did, do you have a spouse that passed away? Um, you know, there's all different types of um, pieces of the puzzle that go in there that they can create different benefits and when to take this one and maybe maybe switch over to that one. And then, and then again, some other other folks, you know, situations might be a little bit more simple. But even at that, I mean, we, we start think in terms of, OK, well, I know exactly when I'm going to retire and I, you know, and I have this money saved for retirement. You know, I just want to know when am I going to turn on my Social Security? Well, again, I mean, we, we have to look at it and say, well, one of our big questions is, is taxation and, you know, and, and when we take Social Security and how much of it's going to be subject, you know, subject to tax. And, you know, do we have other resources? Some people have more other resources, Walter. I mean, we, we find that you know, normally for the average American, when they when they go to retire, somewhere between 30 and 40 percent of their retirement income is going to come from Social Security. You know, for, and for some people, it's going to be more than that. Some people, it's going to be less than that. Really, it's it's a major portion of, of their retirement income. And we have to think in terms of, well, we know Social Security has you know, some built-in cost of living increases. And if we delay, then those cost of living increases are going to be on a larger number, which you know, can be a big deal you know, in, when you're thinking about it. We also know that, in, that Social Security is not inherently taxable. So you know, if we know that Social Security becomes subject to taxation based on how much other income we have, you know, that's going to factor into, well, you know, do we, should we draw from this account or that account? Or maybe we have several different accounts that we might want to draw from and then turn Social Security on. There's a lot of factors that go into play, Walter, that, that make it so that it's really no such thing as a perfect time to start, you know, collecting Social Security. And, and with the caveat that maybe you can discover what the perfect time or the, or the most optimal time is, but it only comes after some, you know, some analysis and really looking at your particular situation. But you can't just answer that question just in the you know in the dark and say well everybody should take it at this particular age or under these circumstances you take it here and there 
I mean, that's just that's just not really um, that's not realistic. You, you've got to really factor in all, all of the pieces of your own puzzle and then determine what's right for you. It would be nice if it were that easy, but unfortunately, it is not. And so if you want to get the most out of your Social Security selection, uh, don't buy into that mentality that you should just start it as soon as it's available or 65 is the magic number uh, because it just isn't true. It's going to vary from person to person. Another myth about Social Security, Glenn, is that it's going to run out of money. So you should go ahead and grab everything that you can now. That's that's usually the reasoning for the folks who want to take it right at 62, right? Let me, let me get mine while I can. <laughs> well, no, you, you you hear that and and you know and and yeah, I mean social security is having some, you know, some funding issues, right? And 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 so one of the main things that you have to remember is is that you know that you 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 get the statement that says you know well social security is going to, you know, have this challenge at this year and that challenge in another year. And but when they talk about the distribution, they say, you know, if it you know, if nothing changes, then 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 the, then the benefits would have to be reduced by a particular amount. Right. Well, the, the, the reality is, is that that we have seen these these situations in the past. You know, the one, you know, the, the two that kind of come to mind the most is, is if we if we fall back into the 1980s and, and remember when Ronald Reagan was president and Tip O'Neill was the Speaker of the House, they were facing very similar situations. And then, you know, Social Security was, was quote unquote, running out of money. And so, you know, they, they came to this grand bargain and, they, and they, they figured out, you know, ways to make sure that it lasted a little bit longer, right? And then we had the same similar situation back in the 90s and Bill Clinton was president and Newt Gingrich was the Speaker of the House. And the same, the same thing happened. Well, Social Security is running out of money. Well, I mean, again, they made additional fixes and changes to it. And so we're, we're kind of in that, at that same place again, where we're looking that we, we need, you know, Social Security is going to need to need to change a little bit. But the reality is, is that, you know, with, with way, the way changes are made, the vast majority of the changes that are made to Social Security to make it more solvent and to last longer are typically those changes are made for the folks who are younger. Which makes sense in a lot of ways because number one, they're younger, they have more time to adjust and get ready for those changes. But number two, when whenever you look at the mortality tables and how long people are going to live, you know, you always look at the the people who are younger today are going to be the ones who end up living longer in general in the future, right? I mean that that's just kind of the nature of 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 you know of of, of you know of the life expectancy charts. You know, you look back in the 1930s and most people didn't live beyond their 60s. And then, you know, as we look at how that's progressed over time, well, now, golly, if we've got a, a married couple, you know, the, it's more than a 50-50 chance that, you know, if they reach the, you know, the ages of 65, that at least one of them is going to live into their early 90s. With that in mind, with the folks who are coming up in the younger generations, who knows? I mean, I, I saw <laughs> I saw a cover of Time magazine, you know, that had a little baby on there. It said, this baby might live to be 142 years old, you know, and, and that seems outrageous. But, you know, back, you know, if you go back 60, 70 years ago, you know, people thought, well, you know, gosh, is, you know, for somebody to live in their 90s on it, you know, or, or the vast majority of the population or at least half the population having a chance to reach it in their 90s. That was completely crazy way back then. So I don't know. I mean, it, it seems it seems unrealistic, but, you know, it, it's hard to tell. Science has gotten really good at keeping people alive. So, you know, we just have to realize that there's going to be there's going to be changes to Social Security. There always will be. And, and, and there's going to be more and more people that are there. But as long as we have the, you know, the country that we have and as long as it's part of our overall payroll structure that whenever you have a paycheck, you're going to pay into Social Security, you're going to have to assume that it's going to be there even if it makes some changes. And as you think about retirement, 
think in terms of hey, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna be you know taking some, you know, some social security benefits, and you realistically need to think in terms of hey, it's gonna be there. The question is is you know where are the changes gonna happen? Not that it's just gonna completely evaporate and go away. We're going over some of the top social security myths that we see, and yeah, the disappearance of social security. It's uh, it's not going to be something that happens tomorrow or even in the near future. Will it change? Will it morph over time? Yeah, probably. But uh, is it going to just up and disappear for you one day? Probably not the case either. Another common myth, Glenn, decisions about Social Security have nothing to do with other financial considerations, meaning you can just you know decide on Social Security all alone and then worry about all your other financial stuff uh, in another way. But you can't make decisions like that in a vacuum. It all has an effect on other things you're doing. Well, you're exactly right, Walter. I mean, and that's one of the most common mistakes is, is that, you know, folks, you know, will 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 look at things in isolation. And, you know, you, if you do that, you have unintended consequences. You know, there's everything, you know, is, is going to interact with, with other things. And particularly when we start thinking about social security and, and income planning and retirement income planning, you know, one of the big things that comes into play, and I, I think I mentioned it a little earlier, and, and that is, is, is the tax implications of Social Security and your other accounts and, and your other, other savings, and, and, you know, maybe you have a pension. Typically, most retirees are going to have two, three, maybe four or more, you know, streams of income or, or places where they're going to draw money from in their retirement years. Not all of those are going to be treated the same way in the tax code. And so when you start thinking about that and you say, well, you know, okay, well, I'm going to get this much per month from Social Security, and I'm going to be able to take that much from from this other account. And you say, well, wait a minute, let's let's think this through, because if they're if those things are treated differently in the tax code, then maybe if you take more of, of these dollars, then you can actually hold on to more of them. And if you and if you take less of the other dollars, then there's going to be less taxes. There's a lot of tax planning that needs to go into this into this determination of of what and when you're going to take your Social Security not only tax implications in terms of, you know, making sure that your money lasts. You know, we, 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 we talked a little bit just earlier about the fact that when you delay, you know, you, you know that your checks are going to be bigger. Um, you're going to get fewer checks, but the, but the checks are going to be larger. But if we've got cost of living increases that are going to be tied to those checks, then we know that the larger checks are going to have larger dollars in terms of the, the, the cost of living increase. It might be the same percentage, but if it's a percentage of a larger number, then you're going to get a bigger raise. Does that make sense, Walter? It does make a lot of sense. So how often are you seeing all of these myths being believed when people come in to meet with you? Is this a pretty pervasive problem, a lot of the folks that come through the door? You know, it, it happens a, a quite a bit, Walter. I mean, and, and, you know, now today, I mean, a lot of people are, are you know, are, are, are pretty savvy. I mean, they, you know, they're, they're doing a lot of research and, you know, and, 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 you know, maybe attending, you know, different events or, or, you know, doing some research and reading up on some things. But, you know, most oftentimes there, there are some gaps and, in in, you know, and they don't really completely understand how, how everything interacts. And, and so, uh, you know, I always, I always tell folks, it's like, first thing we're going to do is we, we make sure that you understand you know the implications of if you take it now versus later and you know really the the best thing to do is look at that in the full context of all of your all of that you have for for your retirement planning you know if you've got 401k money or IRA money or maybe you have some Roth money or maybe if you got a pension you know, what about your spouse you know what sources do they have and how is all that going to interact and it's really key we've got to understand how all of those things can fit together and and we want to be as efficient as possible 
right? I mean, you want to keep as many dollars in your pocket as possible so that you can utilize and, you know, and then have them. And, you know, they, they, they're there for your benefit or for the people that you care about benefit. If you end up leaving money to, you know, to heirs, you know, you don't want, you don't want extra money to go to Uncle Sam, you know, to pay taxes just because you took Social Security at, at a time that was really didn't make sense if you, you know, when you, when you do the full analysis. And so I really encourage folks, you know, take a step back, Let's take your time. Let's make sure that we do it right versus doing it, just getting it done. If you've made any of these Social Security mistakes or you believed in one of these myths and uh, now realize that that might not be uh, the way to look at things or the, that you're not looking through things in the right lens, uh, it's time for a change, time f- to mix things up, time to work with an advisor who's going to be able to kind of show you the right path through conversations like this. Because Social Security is important. But it's hardly the key to a solid financial plan. It's just one element. It's just you know one additional uh, piece of the puzzle that you've got to put together. So if you need some assistance, reach out to Glenn Mosseller for a complimentary review of your financial plan. 336-291-3535 is the number. Again, that's 336-291-3535. If you're already a client of Glenn's and the team at Roadmap Financial Consulting, but it's been a while since you've come in for a review of your plan, a review of your situation. Uh, time to, to respond to those reminders, to those emails from Glenn and the team saying, hey, let, let's review things, see how you're shaped up, make sure that uh, things are appropriate in your portfolio for this stage of life that you're in now and not maybe where you were five, ten years ago. Always important to have those reviews of your situation as you go on in retirement and beyond. 336-291-3535 or find Glenn online at GreensboroRetirement.com. Again, that's GreensboroRetirement.com. You can click on the button that says free consultation at the bottom of the page and schedule a time to meet from your smartphone or computer right there, GreensboroRetirement.com. Join us for the next podcast when we talk about husbands and wives, the uh, disagreements that we often have as couples. Uh, What in particular do we need to know about planning for two instead of one? We'll dive into that conversation next time around here on the Retirement Roadmap.